Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. All right, here's my confession. I have been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. I recently discovered that the Crave streaming service, which I think is only available here in Canada, has all of Star Trek. So my son and I finished watching Picard, and we went on to start Strange New Worlds. And then, because I was watching Strange New Worlds, I felt the need to go back and watch the original series, which I'm pretty sure I had never seen before. And in between, I'm watching a little bit of Lower Decks here and there. To all those who are not Star Trek fans, I apologize for going on even this long about it. I'm almost done, I promise. So I love Star Trek, and I have for a really long time. And I think that at its heart, Star Trek is a story about two things. Well, it's about a lot of things, but it's about at least two things. First of all, it's a utopian world. Not that there's not conflict between the Federation and the Klingons and the Cardassians, but Star Trek is a world where human beings have basically solved their problems of how to relate to each other and to the planet. Gene Roddenberry's original vision was of a world where humans had solved problems like poverty and racism and even things like climate change on Earth so that they could deal with the larger problems in the universe. So that certainly is utopian in a way. And secondly, Star Trek is a story about exploring, about seeing what's out there, boldly going, as it says in the series. And in that sense, it's a story about how small we are. These things, amazingly, relate really closely to the Torah portion that we're reading this week, which is called Bahar. Bahar is a one-chapter parsha. It consists of Leviticus chapter 25, plus about two verses of chapter 26. And the primary topic of this chapter is what's called the sabbatical year. It begins with these words. This is the beginning of chapter 25. The Eternal One spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and said, Speak to the Israelite people and say to them, When you enter the land that I assign to you, the land shall observe a Sabbath of the Eternal. So every seven years, the land is supposed to lie fallow. You're not allowed to plant You're not allowed to reap. You're not allowed to sow. You can eat what grows out of the earth, but you're not allowed to manage the land. That's called in Hebrew Shabbaton, or in English, sabbatical. And then every 50 years, there's what's called a jubilee year. It's 50 because you count out seven sets of seven, or 49 years, and then you celebrate this jubilee in the 50th year. And during the jubilee year, not only does the land lie fallow, But also, all debts are forgiven, 
all land and property are returned to their original holding. Indentured servitude is forgiven. It's like sort of one big do-over for the entire society. This sense that everyone gets a second chance. That the poverty you were stuck in or the debts that you had shouldn't weigh you down forever. Rather, both the land and the people who live on the land should get to dig themselves out of these things. So the sabbatical year in some ways is a kind of picture of a utopia, a picture of a society where everyone gets a second chance, where no one is stuck in poverty, where no one is stuck in servitude forever. And at the same time, the land lies fallow. There is no planting, reaping, sowing, no managing, no manipulating the land. It's a reminder that we're not as in charge as we think we are. In fact, the Torah says that almost explicitly. This is chapter 25, verse 23. It says, The land must not be sold without reclaim. Because the land is mine, says God. You are only resident strangers, resident aliens living here with me. So in the midst of this parsha, which is all about the ways that we're not allowed to manage the land, the Torah gives us a reminder, a very explicit reminder from God, that it's not ours. The reason you can't plant, reap, sow, enslave people forever is because those things don't belong to you. So the Torah has given us this institution of the sabbatical and jubilee year, which on the one hand is a reminder that we have a responsibility to create something that is as close to a utopian society as possible, where no one gets stuck in the cycles of poverty, where people have a chance and things like debts and poverty shouldn't weigh you down forever. And at the same time, it's a reminder to us of, you might say, just how small we are, of just how little ownership we actually have over the land, since in the end it doesn't belong to us, but to God. There was a story in the news this week that sort of brought this home for me, came up in my Twitter feed, that the Event Horizon Telescope, which is a large array of telescopes that that monitor the largest objects in the galaxy, had taken a picture, our first picture, of the supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy. I saw this in my Twitter feed, and then I saw all the other things in my Twitter feed, stories about things going on in the world, stories about our human politics and our human hatreds and the ways that we make each other's lives miserable. And all of a sudden, all of that seemed so small in comparison to the supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And it was a reminder that we are so small, that we are so much less in charge, so much less in ownership of this world, this planet, this galaxy, than we think we are. And it made me think that maybe there's something to this idea in the Parsha that we're just Gerim Toshavim, we're just resident strangers living in a world that God has lent us for a little while. And maybe instead of fighting so much and worrying about what divides us, we should just try to do the best we can with the short time we have here, to live a life of peace and harmony and meaning and to allow and help others to do the same. At the end of the day, all we get to do is 
occupy a tiny corner of this universe for a tiny period of time. Maybe we ought to be filling that time with as much goodness as we possibly can. And maybe that sounds kind of philosophical. I think I'm in a bit of a philosophical mood lately. Some of it has to do, I'm sure, with reading Torah. And honestly, some of it has to do with watching Star Trek. So on this week of Bahar, maybe we can remember how small we are. And while that might make us feel powerless or helpless, it could also be a reminder that we are incredibly powerful. We have the power to build the best life we possibly can here and now, and to reach out to others to help them and enable them to do the same. That's the kind of boldly going where no one has gone before that the Torah seems to be trying to urge when it teaches us about this extraordinary institution of the sabbatical year. When we meet again next week, we'll finish the book of Leviticus, bringing this chapter of Torah to a close and opening the next book. Until then, live long and prosper. Thanks for tuning in to 7-Minute Torah. Have you checked out the conversation in our Facebook group? Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah, Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there.